0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perception Podcast with me your host Caroline Partridge. In today's eye-opening episode I talk to Ryan Douglas, founder and podcast host of Health Wealth. Ryan reveals to us what health wealth really means and how simple shifts in our diet and lifestyle can have dramatic effects on our well-being, often reversing conditions previously believed irreversible. We look at ingrained beliefs about Western medicine versus herbal and holistic cures and examine the true value we place on our health. Ryan also shares his views on the stranglehold that misleading marketing has had and still has on our perception of what constitutes good nutrition and a healthy lifestyle. So please join me as we look at life through a different lens. Hello, Ryan, and welcome to the Perception Podcast. It is fantastic to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here.
0: Brilliant. So, um, what I'd like to really discuss with you t- today is the uh, the whole area of health uh, misconceptions around what good health is, uh, and our perception of. Our perception of what we're our perception of what we're told really that it, it is good for us um and why we believe those things um but before we go into that I'd first of all like to ask you so you are the you are a you're a coach a health coach you're a health wealth coach that's your business it's health wealth up, yeah. um so what I'd like to ask you first of all is what is health wealth and what prompted you to start this journey with your with your coaching?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, Health Wealth is the overall brand. So we have a, a podcast um, and then I uh, have the health coaching as well. And the main aim is educating people on health. Uh, and, you know, the name Health Wealth is because to us health is wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, without your health, what do you have? You know, it's you can't even enjoy life, even if you have money and other things. Can you even enjoy it if you're not healthy? You know, and people think of money with wealth, but there's many more things to do with wealth. So it's it's around educating people because you know, as we'll get into later when we're talking about the perceptions, a lot of what we think is good for us and is healthy is actually not, and it's just trying to open people's eyes to that. So we try and do that uh, through the podcast. We've got like a little membership platform coming soon, and then I do the one to one coaching for people who really need that extra help uh, with, with their journey. So for me, how I got into it was, it was kind of a gradual thing. I, I've i always been um, sporty and into health and fitness and, and things like that. But I thought I knew a decent amount about it. But then as I got older and, you know, you start to get the aches and pains and you start to put some weight on and people say, oh, that's just, that's getting older. You know, you're married, you've got kids, that's life. And um, I just, Decided that I didn't really want to just accept that, Um, Mm. and and there was maybe more to it. So I began to look into it. Also started the podcast around that time and really started to get a lot deeper into health and nutrition. And the more I discovered, the more I realised I didn't know beforehand. And Mm. you know began to get deeper and deeper. And so then I applied the things to myself and I experimented on myself, which is something I encourage everyone to do. Is you know try things out. And the more I did. The better I got, and the better I got. And then you know I started to apply it to other people and see how I could help others, because there's so many people out there, their health is so bad, they're they're struggling along, taking medications and relying on the health system to try and drag them through while they're suffering along. and and actually, changing some stuff with their diet and lifestyle could actually rid themselves of all of these problems. And so that was why I set up the business. Um, and the coaching. And, and that's my aim is to, to help people and to help them to be able to help themselves is the main aim. Mm. So that's why the main thing is education for people who need the extra help. Um, we do the coaching, but even the aim of that is just to work with them for a short while till you can do it yourself because it's not that hard. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, our, that's our main kind of goal. And that, that was my, my main journey to get there.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Because I think that is such an important thing to enable people to move forward. So they're not it's not just moving away from relying on one thing to relying on something else. It's actually enabling them to move forward and be able to take their health wealth in their own hands and live healthy um, and happy lives, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um what you also said there about people taking medications it, I've always thought it was quite interesting how people this idea that medicine and that hospital and doctors are our first you know our first we have to rush because they are our first port of call i mean obviously. With certain conditions, and so, you know, if somebody has a broken leg, they're not going to sit there and meditate and heal their leg, <laughs> you know. But, but if, but other, um, other, uh, uh, ailments, I suppose, are quite easily treatable. You said that with nutrition. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, th- what we use is just diet and lifestyle. Um, that, that's all we use. And, you know, you can, Pretty much, obviously, like you said, broken leg, you want to get emergency care, but for pretty much everything else, you can, you can do it through just diet and lifestyle or some, you know, some natural medicine, you know, mm. so, so, some herbal remedies and things like that. You, know, you, you don't really need to go straight and jump on a, a pill, but it's the easy way out. And that's one of the reasons I think a lot of people take it.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of misconception around herbal medicine there. You mentioned it. Lots of people will immediately dismiss herbal medicine without even or the notion of it Mm -hmm. without even trying it. Um, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Ayurvedic medicine. So if I have any ailment, I'm straight off to not straight off. First of all, first of all, actually, I check in with my body and I ask my body what's going on. and I'll and I'll say right, okay, this has appeared. Okay, body, what you're trying to tell me? Because you're trying to tell me something. Um, I check in with my body and see, and then if the thing is persistent, I'm like, right, okay, I, I, I'll make a choice because I've tried everything. I've tried, you know, all alternative medicine. I have tried it all, <laughs> and um, and the thing that suits me is is Ayurvedic medicine because not everything i think this is an important thing to mention not everything will suit everyone um uh i you know i get on terribly with homeopathic medicine i you know it's not for me but but uh ayurvedic um also energy healing i've you know i've, I've found uh really helpful but i think also what you're talking about in in terms of nutrition That is something that that Western doctors don't that aren't that in their whole of their medical training, they're not they don't have any uh, nutrition kind of guidance or training, and that is something that really is uh, an important. It's crucial, isn't it? Really, isn't it? What we put into our into our bodies with regards to how we feel.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I think it was um, Hippocrates, who's known as the father of medicine. He, he said that all disease begins in the gut. And he also said, let food be thy medicine. And it's 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 true. And as you said, doctors today, they get like a couple of hours, they do like five years to become a doctor and a couple of hours of it is nutrition training and probably not any good nutrition training at that. Um, and yeah, it's you know, you made a great point there when you said about when you get anything, you check in with your body and and see what it's telling you. And that is the thing. Everything that happens, every condition, you come out in a rash, you have something, your body's telling you something. And you know, if you can figure out what that is and make the changes needed, you you'll be fine. You know, our, our body's really, really good at telling us when something's wrong and telling us the things it likes if we just listen to it. But unfortunately, we don't listen to it. We just run down to the doctor and say, "I'll get a pill for that."
0: Yeah, which is really. You know, it's, it, it's, it, I think it just creates more stress, doesn't it? Because first of all, you, if if you can actually even get an appointment with the doctor, you know, uh, and then second of all, you, you know, you're worrying about what it is rather than actually simply just stopping, checking in with yourself, asking yourself, observing your, what's going on in your life. Because I think a lot of the time it's an physical symptoms in our bodies always have an emotional trigger and what is happening emotionally in our lives sometimes will really manifest really powerfully uh, in our, uh, in our bodies. Um, And we don't, we we don't always kind of uh, connect the two, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Um, I completely agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, Why do you think then, big question, why? (laughs) Um, Why do you think then that people have this um, aversion? I mean, I I think it's probably changing a little bit now towards herbal and alternative medicine. But why do you think people have more of an aversion to that and are more... uh, more programmed i suppose it is to, to to race straight to the doctor to to take medication
1: yeah i mean that's a great question i think one of the main things is that they've just done a really good job of marketing it and mm-hmm. to make us all think that that's how we need to live um and i think as well people have you know short memories as in we don't remember any longer than our lifetime things that happened before us people don't really care about you know if you went back a a hundred years even that's not that long ago the the view would be very different you know we used to eat a lot better and we used to be more open to things and it's only it's in more recent times where money has become such a big thing in Mm. the pharmaceutical industry has taken over and it's and it's all about that and it's really been pushed from them And yeah, I think people are just kind of, I I guess, brainwashed is maybe kind of a word. We we grow up with it. We're all told, "Oh, you're ill. Go to the doctor." You know, the doctor, the doctor will give you something for that. No one talks about what's your diet like. What's your what's your nutrition like? What what's your stress levels like? I mean, obviously, that's why we do diet and lifestyle because, like you said, it's you know. Sometimes it's not food; it's it's stress, it's mm. um out, outside uh, influences and environmental toxins that you're coming into contact with. So for some reason we just we just ignore it, and and there's so much of it around us nowadays. We're we're being poisoned by nearly everything in our environment, and yet we ignore that and decide to go to the doctor. And I think it's just um, I think we've because we've grown up with it. People just like to accept. I don't think people like to question too many things because sometimes. Questioning things makes you have to accept that you've been wrong and also that things that you might not want to accept as being true might actually turn out to be true. I think people want to live in a world where they feel like the government and the health system have their best interests at heart. And I think people don't want to shatter that illusion. They'd rather just go and get their pills and and and, and act like everything's fine when it's when it's clearly not. I think that's kind of it's it's tough to sum up completely why people have such a bad view but i think that that's some of my ideas on why people have this view mm.
0: and and also people if people knew the other side really as mm. well because as we were talking earlier and you said you know um medical negligence is the, either the first or and this is doctors prescribing the wrong medication is either the first or the second biggest killer in yeah. the country I know that a statistic in the in the US, and this was from twenty eleven, was that fifteen thousand people a month were dying from bre- being prescribed the wrong medication. Yeah, and those those figures are kind of, you know, you would think, well, why is nobody being kind of taken to task? Why is there nothing? You know, th- th- these figures aren't aren't. Banded you know around they they're not they're they're not uh, presented as statistics for people to view, and I think maybe if people did know that that might alter their um uh, uh, rush to uh, go and get medication um, yeah. um and also there you talked about everything around us being uh you know. Basically, we do live in a really toxic world. Uh, In terms of, I know we were talking a little bit earlier before we we started the podcast about water. So, can you tell us a little bit about your knowledge of? Because I know I've got a few. Is living in South London? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can tell you about the water here, but but um, you know the the uh, can you can you give us your views on? on or expand a little bit on this this um information around uh environment and how that
1: yeah yeah sure functions. so like you said wa- water is one it's a big one you know we think of water as you know something that's essential for life and something that's going to be good for us and healthy and natural spring water is but the problem with the water we're drinking you know like in the UK and I think most countries are the same is that it's been through these chemical processing facilities to to clean it and to to make it safe for drinking. But what they do is they strip all the minerals out of it, and they're adding in fluoride and these other chemicals and these estrogen mimickers, and and we're drinking that and we're taking all that in. And the, these are all chemicals that are bad for us. That are, you know fluoride will cause cancer, it can cause um, uh, things like Alzheimer's and, and dementia and you know cognitive conditions. It's and and then people have this weird thing where they think fluoride's a good thing, um, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's it. We've been openly told fluoride added to our water, and it's to stop cavities. But you know, fluorides a, a poisonous substance to us. So why would we want to um, have that in our bodies? And it just we don't ever stop and think about it. I think I don't know. If it's, if it's you know in today's society, another thing is the stress and the constant mm. go. And I I wonder if sometimes that comes into it. We're kept so busy, we don't stop to think about well, what's actually in this water. You know what? Mm. Why why does my kettle get full of scale so quickly? Yeah, I'm putting that water into my body. You know, like you know that your taps getting limescale up after you've hardly used it, and you know that's going in your body. And mm. um, you're you're washing in it. You're you're drinking it. It's in everything and we have to it's good to stop and to think about these things and to 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 open our eyes a little bit and just pay attention to what's around us because it's um it's having a huge effect on us and Mm. in fact an interesting fact about fluoride is that the first um the first kind of group of people to start adding fluoride to the, the public well you say public but to people's drinking water was the Nazis. Who added it to the drinking water of the Jews in the concentration camps to make them more um, docile and easily controlled, and and then now our governments are are doing it to us. So you know people can take from that what they will. But I think I think we need to open our eyes a bit to what's going on.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. It's interesting when you talked about there when you said about about people being docile because I do know that fluoride is something that if you are a spiritual person and you, you know, it's something that does affect your pineal gland Mm. and it calc. There's a calcification of your pineal gland and the pineal gland is like the third eye. And it's, it helps us. It raises our consciousness and helps us be awake. (laughs) So yeah. So yeah, I can, wow. Is there anything then you can suggest? Everybody's like turning off their taps. I'm never, I'm never going to wash again. <laughs> um um but is there is there anything then you could suggest that that people could do with with regards to water and how we can i mean obviously there's filtering our water but even with filtering our water certain certain microplastics and um and uh you know uh, hormonal uh, uh, substances still will still regular filters don't really filter those things out is there anything that you can suggest
1: yeah. that- i mean you're right the filter of getting a, a good filter you can get one put on your mains um and you you can get ones that are kind of better but they still won't filter out everything like you said you can get like a filter to go on your shower head and stuff for showering but yeah so i mean a filter is a great first step and just just try and avoid um drinking tap water where you can and like you said there with the microplastics if you're going to drink um bottled water you know try and drink mineral water i like to drink sparkling water but in glass i always get it in Mm. glass bottles not in plastic because as you said even just the bottled water um, and the the microplastics are getting into that and that's poisoning us too so yeah filter your water and and try not to uh, drink tap water as much as possible. Oh God,
0: <laughs> exactly! I'm really <laughs> thirsty. Uh, no, it's it is it's, but it is shocking, and mm. it's also shocking how the the um water companies are allowed by the government to you know pay dividends. the The kind of shareholders rub their hands together, and they're they're and, and they they they're providing us with really Toxic water, yeah, really toxic water. It's so yeah. Mm, well, the uh, it's a governmental thing, there, isn't it? Really, that we yeah. have to kind of get out there and start protesting um, about clean water. Um, and and I think also when you know you were talking there about fluoride and this idea, it's it is really again our, our I, marketing affects. Our perception of what is good for us. Um, and at the moment, because we're in January and there's lots of people who are out there kind of, you know, New Year's resolutions about okay, I'm gonna get fit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at what I'm eating and um, or not even actually, no, it's not look at what I'm eating. It's like I'm going to stop eating so much or stop drinking mm. so much or stop whatever it is and um people then revert to 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 calorie counting as opposed to putting healthy food into their bodies can you talk a little bit about what you what would you what do you come across and what would you suggest in terms of healthy food that will help people maintain their health.
1: Yeah. So we get that a lot. One of the first things I try and address with people is the the calorie counting because mm. it's, you know, it's, it's not a good thing for your health and that's a marketing trick in itself. I, I tell people ignore calorie. It doesn't matter how many calories are in a food. Um, a calorie doesn't mean anything to our body. It's about the nutritional value. If people can start to look at the new, nu- the nutrition in their food, They'll start to make better choices and um, but I mean the, the whole the majority of what we're advised to eat is not actually good for us you know we're, we're by, uh, told to eat a lot of carbohydrates and you know whole grains and all of this stuff which really is not actually good for us it's it's full of sugar you know the whole grain stuff is not any better than than the white stuff uh, when it comes to pasta and bread and rice and things like that so we we just have this false narrative and you know we're told things like um you know we're told red meat is bad for us uh which which is not bad for us at all it's you know one of one of the best foods for us it's perfectly balanced but we're told it's bad we're told fats bad um but you know ha- eating fat is not is not bad for you it's only bad in certain forms which is you know seed oils which we're told are healthy as well heart healthy we're actually told with seed oils which kind of makes me laugh and kind of makes me sad because they're the opposite of heart healthy. Um, And yeah, it's, it's a lot of marketing. So my general advice I try and give to people is you want to just eat as natural as you can. Think about what food was available 100, 200 years ago or thousands of years ago. And we want to eat like that because the majority of the food we eat nowadays has only been around 50, 60 years at the most. And we're told that it's healthy for us, and it's the best food um and it's we don't even know a half of what's in it and so the less the least ingredients in your food, the better you know mm-hmm. the more natural the closer to source you can get your food mm-hmm. you know if you can if you can grow your own food as opposed to getting it from the other side of the world, that's going to be better for you too. so yeah, just my my general advice is just if you can eat as close to source and as natural as possible, you're going to massively improve your health just from doing that
0: yeah. Yeah, and and support your local farmers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because we're seeing now, which actually hasn't been in the news, but in Germany and in France, there's a huge, these huge uh, riots and protests from the the farmers protesting against government subsidies, against their um, against their farming uh, uh, methods. Which is something that we don't, you know, we haven't even seen here, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 in the news, which is, and it's such an important thing because I should think that it will be prevalent in this country soon how the government is trying to control what farmers are producing. Yeah. Um, and so you're saying things, so we should grow our, obviously, yeah, being able to grow our own food is great being able to uh, um, eat, uh, I think it's this, eat simply, I think it's eating simply, but people are in such a rush that this idea of, even this idea of taking 15 minutes to cook something is People can't even you know or not taking fifteen minutes is quick food, but taking half an hour to cook something from scratch is just you know people well, I can't do it. I don't have enough time. Yeah. and you're like, well, well, what's the payoff? If you don't have time to cook food, then how can you be healthy? If you don't have time, To, you know, to, to cook something that's going to be nutritious and healthy and not full of chemicals that are going to cause inflammation and fill your cells with God knows what, you know, uh, uh, how can you expect, how can you (laughs) expect to be healthy? This is, I mean, my mum, my mum always cooked everything from scratch. So, and I was really lucky. I was really lucky, but she, she cooked everything from scratch. And we didn't really eat any processed food as well. Um, and so subsequently I, you know, I cook everything from scratch. Um, I hold my hands up, obviously, you know, I'll cut, I'll, sometimes I'll go, oh God, I'll get a ready meal. I'll get a ready made thing. And it's always horrible and I always regret it. And it's very rare that I do that. Um, but What would you say to those people who are who are like, well, I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to source things. I don't have, you know, I don't have the funds to source things. Fresh food. I I, I
1: can't cook those. uh, uh, And I don't have time to cook. What would you say? Um, Well, again, I think it's all about their perception of it. Mm. You know, they're they're perceiving their health as low value and it, and it's just about getting them to understand and to look at it that listen your health is the most important thing you have you know people say i don't have time but by doing this they could be cutting 20 30 years off their life you know so you're giving yourself less time so it's about looking at it from a i find as well nowadays people have such short term minds such short term vision everyone wants it now that they, mm. they don't they don't worry about the consequences in 5 10 years they just now i want I want to eat the donuts now so I'm going to eat the donuts now it doesn't matter that in 5 years I've got diabetes I'll deal with that then and so it's trying to get people to look at it from a long term perspective and also value their health more now, I find this all the time people value their health so low they say things like I haven't got time to spend um cooking food say okay how long do you scroll on your phone in an evening yeah you know Three three hours on your phone, and you know the majority of my meals are ten, literally ten to fifteen minutes cooking. You know they're scrolling their phone for three hours. I can't afford nice food. Okay, how many days a week do you get a Starbucks coffee or a Costa coffee? You know how often do you have a takeaway? These are all expensive things. You can easily afford to buy better food if you value your health, and it's about what we value. So people need to look at it from a different perspective and. If we can get people to do that, if we can get people to actually value their health more, um, it becomes really easy. Like but I I value my health. And naturally for me, with everything I do, I'm thinking about what effect it's going to have on my health. Mm-hmm. Um, even not just food outside of it. So it's yeah, just changing people's perception on how important their health is. And that, you know, you only say you don't have time because you don't value it.
0: Yeah! Wow. Well, that you've really hit the nail on the head there, because it really is about uh, uh, things in the long term, and and we do. I think society is really uh, um, has become really we've become a quick gratification uh, merchants, you know, so I, I need, I need this now. I need to feel that now I need to have this. And it's like, wow, good things worth waiting for. And also wouldn't it be great to be alive to see, you know, to be, to be healthy and alive without terrible inflammation. I mean, inflammation is a big, a big thing at the moment, you know, where, where people are talk, people talk a lot about inflammation, and 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 and, and now, really in medical terms, are only really understanding the the um, the effect that inflammation has on all of our uh, systems and on the diseases that we are encountering. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's that three hours. Scro- forget scrolling. Get cooking. Get cooking, even if you don't like it, get cooking. (laughs) And those, wow, those meals that you make the 10 or 15 minutes, wow, that's.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, mostly, they're mostly quick. Don't take too long. <laughs> oh, wow,
0: that's really good. I'm, no, I'm, I'm too, you know, I, I do, I do like sort of taking my time. It's a bit more of a, I think for me, like cooking is, is also, it's an enjoyable exercise and eating should be an enjoyable exercise. This, when you see people eating and it's just like, well, this is fuel. I'm just going to, I'm just, this is fuel. I'm just going to throw it down my neck. Um, it does make me feel i i i'm like wow that's it feels like kind of aggressive it feels like <laughs> you're being aggressive with your cuz i've seen people who who eat in a way that it's that it's it's just purely functional and i find and it hurts my heart when i when i actually see people that are just functional eaters i'm like wow food is there to sort of be tasted and actually and for and for enjoyment and and nourishment and something that is something that is I I think what we put in our bodies but how we put it into our bodies is actually really important because there's an energy around that you know our bodies are kind of our bodies do a lot. Our bodies are amazing and they do so much for us and they keep us so healthy. And when they do send us these red flags of, okay, I'm not feeling great. <laughs> Hello, I'm not feeling great, you know, to then treat them with I think a lot of people's a lot of people's reaction to illness is fear mm. because they don't know what the, they, they, they haven't stopped to kind of, uh, again, talk to their bodies or ask themselves, okay, what's going on? So it's fear of the unknown fear that it it might be something um, really uh, serious. And I think until people do shift their perception around around illness and around checking in with themselves i think that also has such a massive effect on on our health on our mental health a mental health obviously mental and physical is very closely connected
1: yeah yeah i agree and like you said the perception of of illness does need to change because most people's perception is that these illnesses that are running riot Right now, I just if they get it, it's bad luck, you know. Just oh, I, I might get it, I might not. Maybe it runs in my family, or it's bad luck. And it's not, you know. Pretty much every condition that that's you know a serious one of of today is a metabolic condition. It's down to lifestyle um, right. and and diet. It's um you know that hundreds of years ago these diseases weren't around. People died of you know infectious diseases, and we managed to you know medicine made advances, and we managed to get them under control. But now. We die from cancer and diabetes and heart disease. And these things didn't exist because it's down to our food and our environment. It's not just the food, but all of it is poisonous. And if you just take the time now to invest in your health, you don't have to worry about getting these kinds of conditions. But people just kind of blindly go through life and think, well, I hope I don't get it. And if I do, it's bad luck. But but it's not. It's, it's down to your lifestyle. Mm.
0: And I think also it's down to... It's down to stopping and, and also maybe not believing everything that we see and everything that we're told. Um, what are your views are around the marketing of, of health of health food? and of uh, <laughs> I think I, I think I could probably tell what your views are, but it'd be good to hear, uh, you know your, your, your take on on how marketing affects people.
1: Yeah, massively. You know, you have the things like the the low fat craze, you know, and everyone, you know, low fat was huge. I mean, it's still a thing now, but, you know, people just told, oh, low fat's good for your health. So, okay, so let's get out. Let's eat low fat. But what, what did they replace the fat with? You know, they replaced the fat with sugar, which is worse, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, and it's, they, they made the foods unnatural. And um it's yeah, it's it's great marketing with a lot of the health foods. You know, you go into the gym and you speak to the the general person in there who's into their health and fitness, and and if you speak about their views on on what's actually healthy food, a lot of them will be very, very misguided. But because mm-hmm. it's been well marketed and you know get all their carbs in and their sugars because you need sugar for energy and and all of this stuff. And as we talked about before with the whole grains, you know that's another big. You know they've done a great job on that, and then seed oils as well. And you speak to just the general public; everyone has the exact same views um, on all these things because it's just been drilled into us, and and no one questions it. And I find it funny when I speak to people, and they they'll all give the exact same answers, the exact same view. And you have to kind of stop and think. Hold on a minute. Why do we think that? You know why why do we think low fat's good? Why do we think whole grains better? Why do we think seed oils? that are very chemically processed, have all these chemicals added to them, deodorized, they're out- oxidized. Why do we think that's good for our hearts when, you know, a hundred years ago when we just ate uh, mainly animal fats and didn't have oils, heart attacks weren't even really a thing. So why do we think that's good? And we have to stop and question things every now and again and try and look from a, different, a bit of a different lens and just um, pause and think sometimes, which I think is hard for people to do in this crazy world.
0: Yeah, in this crazy sort of fast, fast food world. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! I said a dirty word. <laughs> I said two <laughs> dirty words there. Fast food. Oh, don't don't get me started on that. But um, again, it you're you're so right. This this idea that low fat, low sugar, um, things that have no you know vegan butter, vegan butter. Whoa the the stuff that's put in that to make it into butter is so it's so bad for you and yet people and vegan cheese Mm. you know i'm not i'm not talking about people who make their own that's a slightly different thing but for something to be sitting on a shelf it's gonna have to be pumped full of stabilizers and preservatives and Mm. also to make it to tastes like something completely different, as you said, these oils that have God knows what done to them, mm. and we kind of need to stop. And just because something's told, to, I mean, this whole idea of, like, brown rice. When yeah. <laughs> you think, well, hang on a minute, Chinese and Indian people have been eating for centuries. They've eaten white rice, and so why is brown rice for you. In fact, brown rice has something like, I don't know, what is it like 60 times more arsenic in it than white rice, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it and it has the same amount of sugar in it, which is supposedly one of the benefits. Yeah. I, I advise I mean, I advise most people to to reduce their amount of carbs they take in. But if they're going to eat rice, I would tell them to eat white rice, not brown rice.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But this is the this is the lie that we're being mm. Sold that things with, you know, go and get your coffee with flavored with caramel, and it's like, what is in that flavoring? What is? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't drink coffee. I'm a boring old sod. I don't drink <laughs> coffee, and I don't drink tea. And okay, I drink alcohol. I'm not that boring, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um but in moderation, um. But, um, you know, uh, so 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 the idea and oh, my God, energy drinks. But the idea of drinking things that are flavoured with artificial flavourings. And it's so funny because they say it was natural flavourings. I'm like, how natural can that flavouring be?
1: What that's one of the big um, marketing scams they've got. So when you see something that says um, natural flavours, It doesn't mean it came from a natural source. What it means is they've put in chemicals that make up a flavor that represents a natural flavor. So it's not even that it's natural. That they use all these, it's like with sugar, they give it 70 different names so they can hide it in the ingredients list and people don't realize it's sugar. It's it's all marketing, as we said.
0: Oh God. So people are like, what can I eat? I can't have a bath, I can't drink water, I can't eat any food. So but it's but it's but it is, I think. There has to be a change, doesn't there mm. really? There has to be a change for people to to understand that that what we put in our mouths is has a direct effect. as you said, all, all these metabolic diseases now that are so rife um in the last sort of fifty years really are all to do if I suppose if we look at if we look at um food. And how food has been produced and the fact that we're stripping all the goodness out of food. Because food, there's a lot of things on the shelves that aren't actually, that isn't actually food. I wouldn't even say it's food. You know, 70% of what is in a supermarket on the shelves isn't actually, doesn't have any nutritional value and isn't food. You know, you, you go to the veg section, veg and the meat, and then the rest of it is just chemicals isn't it
1: yeah you only need to go around round the edge of the supermarket what one or two there's only one or two hours worth visiting like you say and beyond that it's um an excuse for food but not real food
0: yeah and and a lot of people i think it would upset a lot of people if you said don't you can't eat donuts there's no biscuits <laughs> leave the sweets out you know it's not it's not like give those things up Forever are men, and you can't have one donut. Maybe, but if somebody is having coffee and a and a donut, every I mean, well, okay, so coffee in the morning with milk and a, a donut, and then biscuits, and then um, you know a cake or or sandwiches. The curse of the you <laughs> know, yeah. Of the office worker have a sandwich for lunch, I'll just sit at my desk and have a sandwich. Oh my God. You know, how much sugar is in all of those things? No wonder diabetes is like taking people out, you know, throughout the the land. That's, it's crazy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. And one of the things as well, we're talking about perception is that we try to get people to understand that a lot of foods have sugar in which they don't even realize, like you mentioned mm-hmm. bread there, you know, someone wakes up in the morning, they have an, uh, an orange juice with a bowl of cereal. And then they maybe have a snack bar in the morning and then a bread for sandwich at lunch. You got halfway through the day, basically in just sugar. You've not, you've not eaten any proper food yet. And people don't realize that they think sugar is just, you know, sweet stuff, chocolate and cake and donuts, as we said. So yeah, we got to understand how much sugar's in everything. And and try and eat real foods that aren't packed full of of this sugar, which is always processed things because sugar helps them last longer.
0: Yeah, well, cereal. I mean, I haven't had cereal again like for about you know thirty years, <laughs> 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 but, but uh, because I don't like milk. But um, but but cereal is wow. Cereal is like kids. In the morning, there was one cereal I remember. It was just the advertising. I saw it, and it was like this thing with chocolate. It's just like a a piece of—I don't know—a piece of chocolate wrapped in maybe a a little bit of wheat or something. And and I was like, wow, that they called it something, and I was just like, that's crack. It's just crack because it's so sweet and sugary in the morning to give to children. For breakfast and then send them off to school. And people are wondering why, you know, there's so many behavioral issues with kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like sugar rush. Whoa. So, so what are the kind of things then? So, I know we've kind of gone, <laughs> we've gone down a bit into this rabbit hole of God, everything's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> um, but what, but what would you suggest then? Or what would you, if people are really wanting to make a manageable change, because obviously, you know, if people are listening who who like people like eating what they eat, you know, and it's going to be quite difficult to kind of cut down. If somebody likes bread, they like bread, you know, um, even if it's got no nutritional value whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, what would you suggest? or uh, that people could do to replace certain things what can they eat um how can people um basically not go mad <laughs> you know <laughs> kind of kind of wean themselves off things and uh, uh, things that they can substitute because i know you've talked about obviously we can make things quickly nutritious things you can cook Nutritious things quite quickly. But those things in the morning and those things, snack times and, and um, what, what kind of things would you suggest?
1: Um, so one of the things I would suggest from what you just mentioned, the last thing there, snack times, is don't snack. That would be one of the things. In terms of improving people's health, that's one of the real big things is yeah. if they could do that um, and, and not snack and have longer periods where your body's not, having, not consuming food. Because we we constantly eat nowadays, and you know, we have to yes. say to people, look, we're we're not a cow, we're not a grazing animal, we're not we're not men to eat all day, <laughs> we're men to just eat for a bit and then let our body do its job. So yeah. I would say that, and and like you say, making gradual changes is the best way to do it. That's what, we, unless you know, we have you know, maybe people come to us and they've got a serious health condition, they need to make drastic changes, fine, but for most people, doing it gradual is the best, and starting to just lower things, like you say get rid of cereal. If you're going to have breakfast in the morning, you want to have a meal that's got protein and fats in it. You want to have, you know, you could have eggs and bacon is actually a healthy breakfast, you know, which people think of that as a some kind of treat in like a greasy spoon cafe or something. But if you're doing it at home, that's fine. Um, but yeah, definitely get rid of sugar because breakfast being the first meal of the day, people have it if you just have a big sugar bomb that's going to ruin you for the rest of the day because you're going to have a big mm. sugar spike you'd be hungry again in about an hour and then you're going to eat other things so a meal that actually fills you up um and like we it ties in again with with the cooking and everything else is just trying to use um just real foods if it, if it's in a packet that you've got to read a ton of ingredients try not to eat it and you can do this gradually like just start to maybe just start to replace a couple of your ingredients with, with proper real food and then just gradually do it. I, but most of what we do is a lot of animal based stuff. So I'd encourage people to eat more meat because it is really good for us. Um, And where, you you know, when you're eating fruit and vegetables, you want to be trying to um, get them as close to source as you can. And with fruits, you want to be careful that because fruits are full of sugar as well. So, you know, you don't want to overdo the fruits um, and vegetables like lower, um, lower sugar options as well. So, you know, potatoes are quite high in sugar. So if you you don't want to overdo them. But I think, again, it's 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 hard for people because it is a lot and it, and it goes against everything they've been taught. And so it's hard to do at first. So, I, yeah, I would say, like you said, a gradual thing, maybe just say like each week you're just going to start to remove more from your diet and add more of these whole foods in. And I think the more whole foods you can have, no matter what they are, I mean, you know, we can talk about what we think is exactly optimal, but whatever it is, if you're having more whole foods and you're having less packaged and processed foods, you will be healthier regardless. And I think cooking, like you said, should be enjoyable and eating should be enjoyable. And Mm -hmm. if you can actually start to use those ingredients and to make your meals and to take that time and to enjoy it, it's going to become quite easy for you to do it because it's, it's a natural thing for us. And I think as humans we should enjoy eating and we should enjoy cooking. So if you start using your own ingredients and making your own food, you're going to be healthier. You're going to enjoy the process of cooking and of eating and you're just going to get continual benefits from that. And the main things that I would advise people to remove is sugar, processed sugar, and and seed oils. If you can kind of concentrate on those two and just get to whole foods, that's gonna that's gonna be good improvements for you.
0: Mm, brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Um, and when you say whole foods, just to <clears throat> excuse me for clarity for people, don't mean whole grain. No, I mean, no, no, sorry. You know, <laughs> it's you know, I just wanted to, to sort of make that sort of clear that yes. it's like something that is a whole. You know, a whole food. How do you describe it? when yeah, you say whole, I mean, it's, whole food
1: group? Something that's not made up by a load of ingredients. It's like single yeah. ingredient foods. You know, like uh, yeah. like you know, broccoli is. You know, yeah. that's not got ingredients in it. It's a broccoli. You know, steak. That's just steak. You know, an egg yeah. is just an egg. So it's, it's yeah. things like that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. that. <laughs> that's, a no, good, know, that's a good I, point. I know what you mean, but but just so uh, the people listening, I'm sure they you know. uh, get that um so yeah brilliant this is really thank you for those tips that's really fantastic and if people want to work with you or want to find you or want to listen to the podcast which i have listened to everyone it's really excellent and um what i will do is i will put all of those um i'll put all of the links to uh your your contacts uh your social media uh details etc and to the podcast um, in the show notes, but could you just run through everything for me?
1: Yes, sure. So we have um, a website, which is healthwealthuk.com. So that'd be the best place to start for most people. You can book, we do free consultations on there. Um, if you're interested in working with us, And mm-hmm. um, it also has links to all our social media and to the podcast and um, on social media. Uh, my coaching is Ryan health wealth. So I'm on you know, Instagram and well, it's not Twitter anymore, is it? X, and mm. Facebook, and TikTok, and everything. And then the, the podcast is also on social media, which is HW Pod UK.
0: Okay, fantastic. Thank you. It's been really great having a chat. Thank you so much for coming in and and for sharing your knowledge and your expert uh, your expertise, and also your your views about what good health is, what health wealth is. Um, because like you say, I do think we have been kind of, uh, brainwashed, (laughs) uh, into believing the things that are healthy for us, uh, um, things that, that, you know, aren't really healthy for us are healthy for us. And, um, and it's time to maybe go back to just simpler eating and simpler, like you say, just focusing on, on simpler food, whole foods, and um connecting with ourselves in terms of when we're not feeling uh, not feeling great. But um Brian, thank you. It's been wonderful to chat to you. Um and good luck with good luck to everybody who's <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's kind of thinking, oh God, <laughs> i you know, what am I gonna eat and drink? Now, but um, uh, yeah, no, I think it's it's really important just to, as we've been saying here, just to check in with ourselves, because actually, you know our bodies are our we are the we know ourselves the best, and actually, it's just to trying to sort of remember that um when it uh, with regards to our health, so Brian, right, thank you once again. It's been brilliant having you here um no problem. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Please like and follow and share and subscribe. And I will speak to you next week on another episode of the Perception Podcast. Bye.